Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Clay Travis is here. He is here. In fact, he took a red-eye flight, probably literally, Clay, at this point. I feel like you probably might actually have red eyes. You're just checking into your hotel. So here I am, called into duty at least for a couple of plays. It's like you got knocked out for a play, and you're going to be back here in a second. But a lot of things happened in the National Football League on Sunday. Some huge things, as a matter of fact. What were your biggest takeaways from week 15, of course, with Monday Night Football still out there? Yeah, so I'm in L.A. this week, so uh, so it should be uh, an, an interesting time out here, but literally just walking into my hotel room uh, on a late night, delayed flight, everything else, all a mess. Uh, but uh, big takeaways. Um, first of all, I, a monumentally massive play, potentially, with Julio Jones scoring against the San Francisco 49ers. The Atlanta Falcons left for dead. Dan Quinn left for dead. Uh, Matt Ryan drives them the length of the field. Crazy ending. If you weren't watching that game, they had, uh, first of all, they called a touchdown catch, which they got wrong um, in, 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 on the next to last play of the game. And then they called Julio Jones down short of the goal line, which they also got wrong. So uh, the officials in that game in San Francisco got it wrong in favor of the Falcons and then wrong in favor of the 49ers, reversed both calls. But that, you know, pinprick of a, uh, of a, of a breaking of the plane by Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons, otherwise the game would have, uh, the clock would have run out was a difference for right now the San Francisco 49ers going from the number one overall seed in the NFC to the five. And we can talk about how dumb it is, and I've been on it for a while, that we give a home game to division champs, even if they don't deserve it. And, yes, I'm looking at you, Dallas Cowboys, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles right. fans. Uh, but the swing there. Now, if you are a 49er fan and you are, uh, you're looking for some sort of saving grace uh, from the way that game ended. It is this. If you went out, you would still be the number one overall seed. Of course, that would require you to go on the road and win at Seattle. So that's no, uh, no easy accomplishment. 
Uh, and that's certainly an ominous home loss uh, against an Atlanta Falcons team that in theory has virtually nothing to play for at all. Uh, but that is uh, my number one, I would say, takeaway is the fall from one to five for the 49ers and the surge up for everybody else. The biggest and most significant, I think, game in terms of the loser of this game may well not make the playoffs at all, and we're going to talk a lot about this game, I would imagine, throughout the course of today's show, was the Texans going on the road and beating the Titans. And uh, for lack of a better way of describing it, I thought that the if you were watching this game, crazy uh, interception as the Titans were prepared to go in and take a 7 nothing lead. Uh, they have, I think it was Anthony Ferkser, the tight end, gets hit right as he's about to cross the goal line. Ball pops out. Isn't just an incompletion, it's an interception. And isn't just an interception, it's an interception that gets returned 90 yards. Basically a 14-point swing there in a game that would ultimately be decided by three points. I don't think it's crazy to say that play may well have decided who won the AFC South. And as a result, the Houston Texans are in incredibly prime position as they get ready for a Saturday game they have upcoming on the road against the suddenly very hot Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the Texans are in great shape. And then the third, I would say, biggest game in terms of the overall uh, scope of the playoffs was the Bills going on the road. Congratulations to the Bills Mafia. Congratulations to uh, fans in Buffalo. First time since 1999 that the Buffalo Bills have won 10 football games in a season, which is crazy to think about, 20 years uh, when you consider how much success that franchise had in the 1990s. 20 years since they won 10 games. Uh, and they are officially in the playoffs. And uh, now we're down to effectively, you know, barring really, really utter chaos, which seems very, very unlikely, there's really a battle for between two teams, it appears likely, uh, to make the playoffs in the AFC and a battle between two teams in the NFC. In the NFC, it's going to come down to who wins the Dallas-Philly game. Dallas has opened around a three-point favorite uh, in that game, which you'll be hearing a ton about for sure to decide probably the NFC East. And then I believe it's likely to come down to either the Titans or the Steelers, uh, both teams eight and six uh, with uh, two to go. The Titans finish with the Saints at home and then on the road against the Texans and the uh, and the Steelers finish on the road, I believe, against the Jets yep. and then uh, on Ravens. the road against uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Now the wild card there, uh, as they're fighting for the wild card, will be it's possible that the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens may not have any reason in the final week of the season, depending on how things go, to be trotting out their starters. So what in the world is likely to happen there? There are a lot of different directions this can go. Uh, and so uh, we will have to uh, have to wait and see exactly uh, how all of the tie breaks shake out. But those are the three, I think, by far biggest games and biggest takeaways from uh, NFL Week 15 with a remaining uh, Monday night football game with the Saints going up against uh, the Indianapolis Colts still to come. Yeah, I would agree with you. The things that I'd written down, certainly Sam Fran going from one to five is just unbelievable. And Kyle Shanahan finds a way with the Falcons, man. He found a way to lose when he was there, when he was with Atlanta in the Super Bowl up 28 to three. He found a way to lose that game. And then he finds a way to let the Atlanta Falcons win a game on a, I mean, it was by inches that Julio Jones was actually in there in the end zone with the ball crossing the plane, and that could be an enormous story here in a couple of weeks, depending on how Week 17 would go with the Niners and the Seahawks in that NFC West clash. The sixth seed in the AFC is the only thing that's out there. The Steelers, according to the Football Power Index, have a less chance than the Titans do to make the playoffs, but... I looked at that, and I knew, and I know you know this as well, I felt like you had to beat the Texans twice because your margin for error evaporated because you lost to the Bills and you lost to the Broncos earlier this year if you're the Tennessee Titans. Because the Bills were going to end up with a wild card because they had a head-to-head over you. You had to then outplay them for the entire rest of the season because they had a mulligan, basically. And so they get in, and then you're left with one spot. 
And right now, it belongs to the Steelers because you couldn't beat the Texans if you're the Titans. Now, the Steelers could easily lose to the Jets because they found a way to lose to the Bills, and they don't really have a quarterback, Clay. That's one thing that I don't think we talked about enough. Now, Mike Tomlin's done a very good job this year, and that defense has played out of its mind. But the guys that they've been trotting out to play quarterback – I mean, how good could you possibly feel about them in the last two weeks, especially against Baltimore, if they care, if they're still going for the one seed, if they're having to fight for the one seed because of the Patriots, then maybe they're out there playing really hard. But outside of that, I mean, the Jets could beat that quarterback. They could beat whoever it is that Pittsburgh puts out there. Then on the other side, look, the Titans have to beat Drew Brees. They have to get over what I think has to feel like a crushing loss. They have to win that game, and then they have to go to Houston and win that game. And who knows, because if Houston beats Tampa Bay, then they're not going to necessarily care at that point. Here is one wild card uh, situation that's in play. Uh, If the Steelers lose one of their final two, either to the Ravens or to the Jets, and the Titans beat the Texans, then they are in no matter what. So that, that's an easy one to kind of follow. Uh, and there are a lot of different permutations that can go down uh, this way. But my understanding, having studied some of these tie-break situations, is uh, that really the Titan game against the, uh, against the Saints doesn't really matter that much unless, unless the Bucks beat the Texans. And then if the Titans won their last two, they would win the AFC South. Yeah, that would be my understanding, Clay. Another thing that, I don't know, maybe you could have seen this coming. Maybe it was just a one-week reprieve for the Rams, but how about them just getting jobbed? Just absolutely <laughs> creamed by the Dallas Cowboys in that national television audience for Fox in the afternoon window. Yeah, look, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have been an enigmatic team, and this is the first time they've beaten a team with a winning record all year. But the way that the Rams were playing coming into this game, they were the small favorite. Uh, you felt like they at least had the possibility of being able to catch maybe uh, the uh, the Vikings in the wild card. And it wasn't just that uh, the Rams were bad. The entire state of California was atrocious in football. I mean, you had the Raiders, uh, and we'll talk to Danny G later in the program about this. You had the Raiders losing uh, their final game in Oakland. You had props to the Vikings basically locking up a, uh, a playoff bid, yeah. going on the road, taking over the stadium, as usually happens for the Chargers, dominating them in like every respect possible. We talked about the 49ers losing by the maybe the length of the football, half the football, a couple of inches on the football, with Julio Jones being able to get into the end zone. And then, like you said, uh, the Rams being uh, thoroughly awful, too. So Los Angeles and uh, and the Bay Area, both all four took it on the chin there. All four teams did going 0-4. Here's a stat that jumped out to me. Back to just the the Niners and the Seahawks for a second. Do you realize that the Seahawks have won 10 one-score games this year? Yes. I think they're ten and one in one score games, aren't they? I mean, that's absurd. I mean, that you want to talk about? We talk about Lamar Jackson, and a lot of people using the word unsustainable there. And and look, I don't want to adjudicate that right now, but just the idea of you want to talk about something that's unsustainable, winning close games at that clip. You look at the teams that made the playoffs last year that are now on the outside looking in, you can look at two things. One, they were really healthy last year and they're not this year. And number two, they won a lot of close games, like 70 or 80%, and now this year it's more like 50-50. That thing usually regresses to the mean, but 10 one-score wins with still two games left? I've never seen a team that I don't think is that great have a record and be at the top of the NFC like I am the Seahawks right now. Yeah, look, and and that is uh, potentially true. The the one the thing I'd sort of punch back with is that's what having one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL does for Agreed. you. Because Russell Wilson has just made so many of those plays. If you go back and look, uh, yes, have they gotten lucky a couple times. The Rams, Greg DeLeg misses a field goal. He had a missed field goal, I think, by the 49ers. There's a couple of times where it hasn't been within the control of, uh, of Russell Wilson. But he's also taken the ball and driven it down and won them the game a bunch of times this year. 
year. And so, yeah, that, that does factor in. Um, but uh, it is wild to be 10-1. And, and, uh, and, and I think uh, the, uh, the flip side of that, now it didn't matter against the Vikings, but I think the, uh, I think the, uh, the Chargers are like 2-8. and eight in one score game. Yes. So it's the exact opposite side of the coin between those two teams. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it would only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm not going to lie. I'm in a depressed state. If you are a Houston Texans fan, congratulations. You won the AFC South uh, yesterday in Nashville. Now, I understand somebody can sit out there with all the permutations and the abacus and the calculator and they can be like, well, actually, sir, if uh, if the Texans go on the road and lose against the Buccaneers and the Titans beat the Saints and then the Titans go on the road and beat the Texans, stop. I have seen this script before. If the Titans are in a position where they need to win a big game, I will bet thousands of dollars that the Texans will win and win easily at home this division is over the Texans have won the AFC South I think you can go ahead and pretty much put away every division barring like total absurdity or unless something crazy comes down and Roger Goodell says you know what Patriots you are banned because we saw that video that Jay Glazer somehow got control of and by the way how big of a story is that You want to know what a stud Jay Glazer is? The dude got the actual video, and they aired it on the NFL pregame. And I watched it, and I have to say, the Patriots do shady stuff. I mean, I I understand people out there like, well, they really need it. You know, they won the game easily against the Bengals. Who cares? They would have never needed that at all. They're the Patriots. They're playing the Bengals. The Bengals don't even want to win because the Bengals are afraid that if they do win, they could somehow cost themselves Joe Burrow. I understand all of those arguments, right? But... When I watched that video, I still said, this feels shady. And I know the Patriots went out and they covered with ease and they won by 21 and all of those different aspects of this game. I understand it. But it still felt super shady to me to watch that video. But I thought of all the games that were going on Sunday, the biggest game that was won by far was the Texans going on the road against the Titans and finding a way to win. And I'll be damned if that touchdown should have been touchdown pass that Ryan Tannehill threw that got knocked out literally as the dude is about to cross the goal line and pops up in the air and gets returned for 90 yards. I feel like that play changed the game. I mean, I understand people say, well, there's a lot of other games that were a lot of other plays that were made, a lot of other opportunities out there. I understand that argument. And in a three-point game, there are lots of things you could point to where things could have changed. But I feel if you change that game uh, in any way, if you change that play, the outcome of this game is different. The Titans score on that play. If you didn't see it, it was absolutely an insane play. It's not just that the ball got knocked out or even that an interception happened. It's that the ball got knocked out, an interception happened, and then a 90-yard interception return effectively happened as well. Because if the Texans intercept the ball... Titans intercepted two balls near the goal line as well, but they didn't actually gain that much. They took over possession on one of them at the one-yard line. The other one they intercepted in the end zone. They get back at the 20. It doesn't really change anything other than it's like getting stopped on fourth down or missing a field goal, which, by the way, the Titans also did when it got blocked. I feel like the Texans won the division. Now, I don't feel like the Texans are that good. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that they are talented enough to go on the road and win against New England. I know, Texans family, well, we just beat New England. Yeah, I know. You beat them in Houston. I don't feel like you're talented enough to go on the road and beat the Patriots, and I don't feel like you're talented enough to go on the road and beat Baltimore. By the way, we just saw what happened when you went up against Baltimore. 41-7, it wasn't remotely close. But winning the division is the goal that every team comes into the season with. And the Texans did it. They went on the road against the Titans as a field goal plus underdog. And they won outright. And this is what the Texans have done against the Titans. And it's the Titans, which are just, to be honest with you, kind of a fraudulent franchise. And I say this as someone who has season tickets and has been to a lot of their games over the years. 
They suck you into the idea that they're going to be decent and get you uh, a rooting for them. And then just like Lucy with Charlie Brown, they pull away the football at the last possible moment. It's what they do. And they are going to probably finish a second straight year with a loss at home to a division rival to miss the playoffs by being the first team left out of the playoffs. That's what I believe is going to happen this year, just like happened last year. Well, I think there's a decent chance the Titans finish 9-7 and seven for a fourth straight year, which is just so pathetic it hurts. Because what it does is it keeps you from ever being able to get truly elite talent. Unless you totally luck out and somebody falls to you, you are in the worst possible position. People out there right now are like, oh, it sucks to be a Bengals fan. Not really now. You had to suck this season, but now you're going to get Joe Burrow. And there is reason for optimism because you are getting a big-time playmaker on your team that is going to likely make a substantial difference. If you're one of these teams that's like 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, 7-9, and, seven, seven and nine, you're not going to get anybody that makes that much of a difference, and you're still going to be a mediocre team. It's a lot like in the NBA. The worst thing to be is a mediocre team. Because if you stink, you can at least have the idea of, hey, one day we're going to be good because we're getting all this good young talent. And if you're good, okay, well, you're getting in the playoffs. You have a chance to win. Things can go your way. get a couple of good bounces. Who knows what might happen? But the worst place to be is just not quite good enough to make the playoffs. Because year after year, and I think this is the fourth straight year, the Titans are going to be 9-7. and seven. I think that's what's likely to happen here. You get a mediocre player in the first round, and you maintain your mediocrity. And so I think that's one of the most frustrating places to be. People say, well, I don't know why the fans don't buy in. Well, because fans have, and this is, I, I really mean this. I've talked about it for a while. At some point in time, I'm going to come on this show and I'm just going to announce that I'm retiring as a fan. That I'm not going to care anymore. Benefit for me, I get to come and sit and talk about sports for a living. Negative is, my teams always suck. And so, at some point in time, when other aspects of your life consistently go well, you ask yourself, why do I root for losers? Like, I'm not a loser. I win. Why would I choose to root for teams that consistently fail when I win? It's an interesting question. And you can say, that's what makes me humble. Because can you imagine how insufferable I might be if I came on and my teams always won? Like, I had to listen to this guy talk about the fact that his teams win over and over and over again. Like, if I were a Patriots fan, I think I would be insufferable. But my teams never win. And so at some point, The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting it to change. Some people out there right now, you're listening, and you're saying, well, I'm a Lions fan, and we never win anything. Or I'm a Browns fan, and we never win anything. But I think never winning is actually better than thinking you're going to win and never winning. Because you don't really have hope. And if you don't have hope, you can just kind of sit back and wait for awfulness to happen. My wife is from Detroit. I sit around a lot of times, go to Thanksgiving with her members of her family. And they're like, yeah, the Lions are going to stink. The Lions are going to lose. And knowing that your team is going to stink is actually somewhat helpful because you don't really ever invest fully. Because you know that ultimately they are going to stink. And I think there's some, there's some usefulness in that. As opposed to convincing yourself that things might actually go well and then having them fall apart. Because every year in the offseason, you're like, oh, we added this guy. We added that guy. This is the thing that's going to make us different than 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. And then what happens? You go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven again. And you lose at home in front of your home fans and choke it away. Now, I think Texan fans, the difference between Titans and Texans is Texans win more, but they also, deep down, Texan fans know you're not going to win anything either. There's a lot of people up in Houston right now like, boom, we're going to win the AFC South, baby. But you know deep down in your heart of hearts, that once you get to the playoffs, you're going to lose too. That your team's not very good. That Bill O'Brien's not a very good coach. That you're going to fall apart as well the minute you actually play against somebody good. Now, maybe if you host a home playoff game against the Steelers, against the Bills, whoever ends up emerging as the five and the six seed, uh, presuming that you are going to be the four seed, 
you'll be playing the five seed. Probably a good chance before all is said and done, it ends up, who knows how it's all going to shake out because all these teams are not very good. Like, I don't buy into the Bills being very good. I don't buy into the Steelers being very good. I don't buy into the Texans being very good. And I don't buy into the Titans being very good. And those are the four teams kind of mucking it around, trying to make the playoffs. Three of them will. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think any of those four fan bases actually think they're that good. But it is a good feeling to get to host a home playoff game. At least then you've got some basis for, hey, we won the division, we hosted a home playoff game. Maybe we can win that game, and then who knows? Maybe Tom Brady will finally break because he's 42 years old. Maybe Lamar Jackson will get hurt because he runs the ball all over the place. Maybe something crazy will happen, and somehow we'll win a wild game and put ourselves into a position to play for the Super Bowl. That's why you want to be at home. You get a home playoff game, you win one game, and then you're in a great spot for something crazy to happen that somehow propels you into the, into the Super Bowl. Remember how close the Jags are awful. Jags aren't any good. A couple of years ago, the Jags had a chance to win in Foxborough before they choked it away late because Doug Marone got too, uh, too worried, too scared. He couldn't handle success, and he got all conservative, and as a result, Jags lost. They go out and they give Blake Bortles tons of money. They're like, oh, baby, we're close, and then the wheels come off, and the Jags are now the most dysfunctional franchise probably this side of the Bengals in the AFC. Everything's falling apart. But I'm just kind of tired of it. I bought in. I really thought this year was different, like the way the Titans had played last four games. I thought, you know what? This team is different, and they Charlie Brown me. I ran right up as fast and as hard as I could, and they yanked the ball away at the last possible moment. Boom, I'm on my butt. And I tell my kids, we're sitting around watching the game. So this is what the Titans do. Be smarter than your dad. Don't grow up and invest any of your time and energy in teams that are likely to suck. Because I'm 40. And they still suck. And probably when I'm 60, they're going to suck. And probably when I'm 80, they're going to suck. And maybe I'll retire. People remember, who listen to this show. I think I met like the Confucius of sports. In the car with him. Down in Atlanta. Atlanta, sorry Falcon fans to go back over this moment. You're up 28-3, you blow the Super Bowl. I've talked about this a while. That was the last year in the Super Bowl in Atlanta? I think it was. We're down there hanging out in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. And I get into an Uber. Guy driving, it's an old dude. Sitting up front, seems very relaxed. Traffic's awful. You know, old people just seem more relaxed. Things don't bother them. Like, man, I got to get to the television studio. He's like, I got you driving along, having a conversation. I'm like, man, you seem like you are just like, you're like so copacetic. You are so chill. How are you so calm? He said, I retired. I said, well, I understand, but now you're driving an Uber. He said, I retired from everything that bothered me. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, I retired from Atlanta sports. I'm not going to worry about the Atlanta Braves anymore. I'm not going to worry about the Atlanta Falcons anymore. I'm not going to worry about the Georgia Bulldogs. All those teams always let me down. He said after the Super Bowl, when the Falcons were up 28-3 and they choked it away, he said, why am I going to give this team power over the way that I feel? He said it doesn't make any sense. So right then and there, I retired as a fan. He said ever since then, my life has been great. I don't get let down when the Braves choke in the postseason. I don't get let down when the Atlanta Falcons inevitably choke it away too. When Georgia Bulldogs come oh so close and then snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, he said, you know what? It doesn't bother me. And I'll tell you what, I envy that man. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. The big topic for many people out there that they're gonna, you're going to be debating as you go into the office today is we played it in the open of hour two here, the audio from the Patriots as their scout was caught by the Bengals. By the way, if you get bu- I don't know what the Bengals security is like, but if you get busted by Bengals security, that's got to be pretty low down on the list. It's not like the Bengals franchise in general is so incompetent. I just assume that the incompetence exudes its way all the way from like the ownership all the way down to the very bottom uh, employee. So I presume that the Bengals have like the worst security guards in the NFL. Maybe that's unfair. 
maybe this security guard, this Paul Blart dude, is like the greatest security guard of all time. Maybe he's the Richard Jewell, uh, a hero of uh, NFL security guards. But I presume that they're just not very good because they're employed by the Bengals. But maybe this guy should be the GM. Maybe this security guard deserves a raise for catching the Patriots potentially red-handed. Uh, let me go ahead and bring in Eddie Garcia. Eddie, what do you think about this? You're a Steelers fan, longtime hater of the Patriots. How would you break this down in general as you kind of listen to that audio that's out there, as you understand the history of the Patriots, Spygate won, uh, all of the things surrounding Deflategate. I mean, no other NFL franchise has a gate appended to anything associated with its team. Do you buy that this is an innocent uh, bystander, uh, this poor guy for the Patriots on videographer who just got caught barely? Or do you think, like a lot of us, this is a sham? Uh, I would say not sham. I, I first props to Jay Glazer for getting this out to uh, the masses for us to see, because I have no doubt the NFL was never going to release this video for fans to witness and make up their own mind. So I don't know what kind of competitive competitive advantage you get from filming a sideline, but bes- that's beside the point. Uh, they did it, uh, and watching this video certainly makes you uh, question why they would be so stupid to do something like this again. I think they're going to be punished. I don't know what the punishment is going to be, but uh, again, props to uh, Jay Glazier for getting it out there and letting us uh, see this. All right, let me go ahead and bring in the rest of the crew. We got a poll question up. Do you believe the Patriots were trying to cheat? Massive numbers of you out there believe that the Patriots were trying to cheat. And again, to me, this is just evidence of how stupid the Patriots are here. Because if I'm the Patriots and I've ever done anything remotely inappropriate, the last thing I'm going to do is allow people to see this video and believe that I've done something that it appears looks inappropriate. And again, if the first thing you say when you get caught doing something with a phone or an iPad or anything else is, oh, just let me delete it. My bad. Just let me delete it. You know that you did something you shouldn't have been doing. All right? So we bring in Danny G. Danny, do you agree with most of the people on the poll so far who are saying this is a shady move by the Patriots? 100%. I don't want it to be a pile-on situation completely, but I was watching the Jay Glazer piece on TV yesterday. Which, by the way, how incredible is that? What a, I mean, like, that's like the biggest get of all time, maybe, right? I mean, to actually have the video that everybody's <laughs> talking about. Like, it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, this team is signing this free agent or they're releasing this player. But to get the actual video and let us all watch and or hear it is the scoop of all scoops. <laughs> it was great television, and it made me really uncomfortable all at the same time because... When I was a kid, my older brother and cousin got caught shoplifting one yeah. afternoon. And they had us in that back room waiting for the parents to show up. Oh, and what's the and first thing you say when you're a kid? Can we just put it back? <laughs> exactly. Right? That's exactly what you that. do. I probably heard my brother say that ten times to the security guard who yeah. had chased him down. And not only that, but listening to the exchange back and forth, between the production guy and the Bengal security was uncomfortable because that's exactly how it felt in that back room while I was watching them get interrogated. Glad we got to play the audio, and if you haven't seen the video yet, you definitely got to do that. This is exactly what I told you last Monday when you came around the horn. I told you that the fact that he said he wanted to delete it right away, to me that was a red flag. Well, it sounds even more – yeah, you're right. It sounds even more guilty, though, when you actually listen to the audio. Like the fact that his immediate response is, oh, we can delete it. It's like, dude, how much shadier can you get than that being – it sounds – the audio – like I understood the story and the way it was reported, but the audio to me makes the Patriots look even more guilty. You hear the guilt in his voice. Yeah. During the back and forth, you just do. And this is why Belichick was so angry. We got that Tom Curran report on Friday that said Belichick was furious at the production crew. We know why. I understand if you're Belichick and you feel like you truly had nothing to do with it, all of the blame is going to go to Bill Belichick, right? Like, people don't really care about this Patriots videographer. They can fire him. They could, you know, whatever. Like, nobody really cares about this dude unless he decides to go state's evidence. 
And then it turns really interesting. Like if he decided to do one of those 60-minute interviews where he's like breaking everything down and he's going on and like the voices are all d- d- distorted and everything else. Now that would be pretty extraordinary to see. Uh, but until then, I mean, nobody really cares about this dude. Since nobody cares about the videographer, I would love for him to go state's evidence and actually submarine the entire Patriots organization. But I don't really believe that Bill Belichick was intimately involved here because I do think the best defense the Patriots are going to be able to give is that they didn't know, right? That they didn't know and also the upper echelons of the Patriots, that is. And also that they didn't gain anything substantial because they could have pretty much gotten this from the All-22. So that brings us to, uh, well, let me bring in Dub first as well. Dub, do you buy into the idea that this, like the, that, that, that this is anything other than a clearly not per, impermissible act that the guy was caught in? Like, are you of the belief that when you immediately threaten or get caught and you immediately say, like, hey, faced with any threat, I'll delete this, that it's a pretty good sign that you were doing something you shouldn't have been doing? I mean, isn't that not the first red flag of getting caught? You know, yes. saying, oh, oh, I'll, I'll just delete it right now. The guy sounds so guilty. Yes. But the problem is... Look, and, and I'm not an expert. You're not an, an expert on this scouting stuff. The video doesn't really look like anything, but the Patriots always find a way to get get an advantage. And yes. th- it seems like such a fishy scenario. And the way the Bengals guy was talking to him, too. He, he was he, like he, Paul Blart, mall cop, yeah, cop, right? he was being all sly, like, I got you now, buddy. He, he dropped yeah. a buddy on him, which is never a good, a good thing if you're on the other side of that. So, I mean, all these things in the video, finally seeing that and hearing the audio from it, 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 it is... It makes me think the Patriots are definitely getting caught red-handed doing something wrong. Okay, so here's the deal. They go out and they win by 21. They're sitting at 11-3. and They've got a chance to completely lock up everything in the, in the AFC and at minimum be the two-seed again. They might have to go on the road uh, against the Ravens. Otherwise, everything goes through Foxborough. They get the bye. Like, they're in really good shape at this point in time. So what do you do to the Patriots? I mean, I think that's the biggest challenge here as you kind of look down the line. What's an appropriate punishment here? Because we just talked about in the open of hour two. I'm like, look, if they find Robert Kraft or the Patriots organization, it's a drop in the bucket. The fine is never significant enough if you're already rich and your organization is worth billions of dollars and your owner is worth billions of dollars. So what? And even if they dock them some draft picks, I don't even feel like that's that substantial of a penalty because it feels like the Patriots are on their last legs with Tom Brady anyway. And so I I feel like the Patriots are going to get away without any kind of very substantial penalty here. And that doesn't feel right to me because I feel like they're guilty and I feel like even if it's not gaining much of a competitive advantage, it's just further evidence that they don't respect the NFL because if you had been caught cheating a couple of times, like I think it's fair to say they were with Spygate. These are just the things that we know about, by the way. Like I think it's fair to say they were at def- with Deflategate. Something like the other shoe has to drop at some point. There has to be some sort of consequence. And I don't know what the NFL can do that's consequential enough to make me feel like the Patriots have paid an adequate price. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, Danny, like, what would you do? I mean, a fine isn't enough. And I feel like that's probably the most likely outcome. And I don't even feel like it does anything to the Patriots. Like, what is the appropriate penalty here? Even draft picks, which I think makes more sense, doesn't feel like it's that substantial of a penalty because where the Patriots are drafting is always so late in the first round. And I don't even think they'll take away their first round picks. Like, what would you do if you were Roger Goodell? They print money. So that combined $750,000 fine between the Patriots and Belichick over Spygate, it doesn't... It's a, it's it a doesn't, rounding error. It's, and it's yeah. also, again, you get the, the you get the deduction on your taxes. It's just a charitable donation. So it's not yeah. even like... It actually makes you out to be a fairly decent guy. And a lot of times you can choose the charity that you're giving money to. I mean, it isn't even a real punishment. And what's the comp? A normal person is that like a seventeen hundred dollar? That's fine what I'm saying. No, a normal. Yeah. That's like a, no. It's like a seventeen dollar fine. It's like a library book return fine. If you're ridiculous. if you're a billionaire and you get fined seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I mean, it, I'm not even kidding about that. It is totally a rounding error on your overall net worth. 
I can't wait to hear Rob Parker in the early evening on our network. He's the ultimate Patriot hater. He's going to probably ask for Belichick to be suspended for multiple games. And I think that's what we're going to hear on the radio and on TV today is there's going to be some in the media asking for Belichick to have to sit Now, that's an interesting thing. Now, the real, like, Roger Goodell swinging the hammer would be Belichick suspended from the postseason. Like that, okay, that's where I would take a step back and I would say, whoa. Like you yeah, are letting Bill Belichick. I don't think that would happen. I don't think it'll happen either, but that might be a good example. Like if you suspended Bill Belichick for the postseason, that would be a substantial hit. Like even if you gave him a Brady like suspension, oh, Bra- Belichick's not able to coach the first four games of 2020 or whatever the heck it is next year. I don't even feel like that would be a very substantial penalty because the Patriots would have a ton of time to get ready for it. I think if suddenly he weren't allowed to coach in the postseason, that would. but I don't think there's any sort of precedent for a penalty like that ever being levied, but that's an interesting one. Dub, what would you do? Well, that's an interesting idea, and it's something that came to my mind when you were talking about you know, finding him you know, dollar amounts is nothing, basically. It's a rounding error. If you want to get where it really hurts – Suspend people. Suspend Robert Kraft again for a few games. Suspend Belichick. I feel like that's the only way that that will actually hurt the Patriots and and make them feel like a real punishment. Because this other stuff, you know, a third round draft pick, a fourth round draft pick, you know, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's just getting away with it for them. I agree. I mean, I just don't think there's any kind of substantive penalty that is actually of a draconian nature that makes them change their behavior. And I think that's the challenge. These are the things that we know about, right? You never, and this is always like me putting on my lawyer habit doing criminal law, most of the time when people break the law, you don't get caught most of the time the first time that you break the law, right? Usually you get away with doing criminal acts for a while sometimes before you get caught. It's very rare that the first time somebody, like somebody is completely law-abiding, they've never done anything wrong in their entire life, and then boom, they do something and they get caught. What I'm getting at here is, if we know about Spygate, and if we now know about potentially Spygate 2, and if we know about Deflategate, how many other borderline, on-the-rules-or-past-the-rules moves are the Patriots undertaking? And again, I think what's significant about this video, and we played it for you in hour one, maybe we'll play it for you again in hour three if you didn't hear it, is we're not talking about an organization that's never done anything wrong. We're talking about an organization that is perpetually in the wrong, and they're in the wrong again here. And I just think it's impossible to give them a pass. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the 
trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, bro. <laughs> Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There were a lot of different big-time games in the NFL but maybe the most crushing, just in terms of never again will this team play in the city in which they had been playing for a while, was the Raiders somehow managing to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game that I think even Raider fans were stunned that they found a way to lose. Um, and on a day when it wasn't really great for the West Coast, the Rams went out and just totally got wrecked by the Cowboys. I think even this was a stunner for everybody out there. So I thought, being the nice gentleman that I am, I would bring in Danny G and give him an opportunity to say goodbye to Oakland and bid farewell forever to uh, the uh, to the to the to the Oakland Raiders as a part of Oakland. How tough was that? Did you really care in the grand scheme? Like once you're not in the playoffs, your difference between six and six and eight and seven and seven. Would it, was, were you really upset that they didn't win Danny G to close out the time in uh, in Oakland with a victory? No, I was upset last week against the Titans. I was upset the week prior to that. And it all started with the Jets where the Raiders' defense was so depleted. They had scrubs out there. And obviously those scrubs can't keep the ball in front of them. Now, we have to point out, and I know everyone's like, oh yeah, Raider fans always say the refs are out to get them, but Boy, that black hole gave it to those refs as they left the field because on the second-to-last possession for the Raiders, Derek Carr slid inbounds to you know eat that clock up, and the refs called him out. He was near the sideline when he slid. Yeah, I saw so, it. I thought, that was, I thought that was clear that he was inbounds, and that was exactly why yeah, he was sliding where he did. Exactly. Head-scratching moment there, and I think all Raider fans knew and Vikings fans, they know all about Carlson. Once he missed that 45-yard field goal, which he got two cracks at after the sliding into the kicker, it's like, okay, down by three, you know what's going to happen because that Raiders defense, they cannot stop a nosebleed the second half of the season. They lost all their starters, especially in the defensive backfield. Uh, the one thing that's good for Raiders is they know what they got to do in the draft and in free agency. They need way more depth, especially on the defensive side of the ball couple more playmakers on the offensive side. You've seen the amazing season Josh Jacobs has had, and he was out there running, grimacing the whole time. He's like, give me the ball, give me the ball. So he wants to play, even though he's really injured. 
the Raiders need some more guys like that as they start a new era at Allegiant Stadium. So how do you think that's going to go with, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are getting used to the idea that sports gambling is becoming a bigger and bigger part of the NFL in general. I mean, if you think about the rise of fantasy sports, I think sports gambling in general, and there's a lot of people waking up this morning, finishing off the show with us, like still hung over uh, from the weekend of football excess. But also if you were a Redskins fan, let's say, and you had money on the Redskins, the way that game ended was brutal. But I feel like the Raiders going to Vegas is going to feel a lot different than it did in uh, in that home stadium in Oakland. How much different do you think the vibe will be? I mean, Vegas just has a lot of glitz and glamour associated with it. And yeah. the, the, the Raider stadium and the Raider fan base in general is, I think it's fair to say, like a sort of a gritty fan base, right? I mean, it's not like a you know pretty showgirl kind of glisten and glean to it. I feel like the entire culture and vibe of the organization will feel different in Vegas than it did in Oakland. Well, what I think I wonder the most about is the tailgating aspect of things. Yeah. Because I think the Raiders had the closest thing in the NFL to a college game day experience. I think maybe uh, Packers have that. General point is true. Like, I've been around to NFL stadiums all over the country. I think Bills fans would say, hey, we've got an awesome tailgate environment. Like, there are lots of places that want to believe they have great tailgate environments. All of them, in my experience, (laughs) pale in comparison to good college tailgates. But your, your point is that there was a certain feel about going into play in Oakland that maybe in the black hole that isn't necessarily going to exist. And also, I think this yep. will be this will be intriguing to watch. How many uh, rival fans will make the trip? Because I do think Vegas, well, there's a lot of people who's like, I don't really want to go to Oakland, even though it's in the Bay Area, all of those aspects. But there is something about having an excuse to go to Vegas where you get to watch your team play a football game and it's just a part of a weekend as opposed to the entirety of the weekend that I do believe will have a great deal of appeal uh, for a lot of different, certainly fans in the AFC West, but also just whoever else the Raiders end up playing every year. The thing I should point out is they have sold a lot of PSL, not only to local residents in Vegas, but all over the West Coast and tons of zip codes in Southern California. Yeah, it's so easier are- to get to for old school Raider fans from LA. Like that's an easier trip yep. in many ways. And, they and are also, start it- building that bullet train yeah. out of the desert. Yeah, if that ends up happening. Also, I would say it's definitely a place where you can take the girlfriend or the wife, and maybe they're not hardcore fans themselves, but I feel like there are a lot of people. You can build a bachelor party around it. You can build a bachelorette party around it. I mean, it turns the game into a part of a weekend as opposed to the weekend. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of visitors, and you're going to see some fans of the other team. So you'll see some other colors there, but in a lot of ways, it'll probably be like the AT&T Stadium going to be one of the best modern stadiums right up there with Jerry World. And do the Cowboys have as good of a home field advantage as they used to? No. But it's worth the trade-off because suddenly the Raiders will now have one of the best, most modern facilities in all of football, and where arguably they have the very worst right now. All right, so uh, so you're saying goodbye to Oakland. We're already looking ahead a little bit to uh, what is going to be taking over the entire American sporting calendar, and it is the Eagles game against the Cowboys that's coming up now. We just talked about it in the last segment, trying to put the entirety of the NFC kind of in order. You heard us. We started off with, uh, with the top of the hour talking about the AFC playoff picture coming out of uh, the Bills and uh, the Steelers game and everything that happened in the AFC South with the Titans and the Texans. What do you think kind of looking ahead early on into that game, which I'm sure we're going to be talking about a lot this week, who, I mean, that's really kind of the last drama in the NFC in terms of who's going to get into the playoff. Who do you like better, Philly in Philly or Dallas going on the road? Who's going to win the NFC East? I mean, I guess I got to stay with our predictions we had on air last week. You, I, agreed with, I agreed with you about the Eagles. This is a tough one. I, this is one where I keep going back and forth. I, obviously, a lot of us could agree that the Cowboys have the better squad and they're healthier, but the, the Eagles are pulling out these games that they need to. So this is, man, this is flip a coin in my mind. And so it's going to be exciting to watch as it comes down to this matchup with these two bruising against each other. I'm excited to see how it finishes. I mean, I'm going to stay with the Eagles, but I've always rooted for Dak Prescott, so I wouldn't be mad either way. 
Good stuff, uh, as always, my man. I'm out in L.A. most of this week, so uh, so we should have a, a fun week of shows, um, and, uh, and we'll see whether or not uh, we can have a lot of fun. I bet there'll be some drama. I bet there'll be some quotes and everything else coming out of this game in general. Uh, but uh, condolences to your Raiders on the departure from Oakland. I know we got a lot of listeners up there in the Bay Area who are Raiders fans, and we'll see what happens kind of uh, going forward there. Yeah, one of my best memories in 2003 when the Raiders beat your Titans in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Rich Shannon, three touchdowns that day, 41-24. to 24. Yeah, I remember watching that. It's one of many times the Titans have let me, left me down as they continue to do pretty much all the time. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.